Hey, 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 you guys, and welcome to the podcast, A Walk with Friends. It's me, Marcella, your cheery host, and we are jumping in to the book of Acts, chapter 11. I hope that everybody is having a great day, wherever you are. Happy New Year. (laughs) Here is the book of Acts, chapter 11. Soon the news reached the apostles and other believers in Judea that the Gentiles had received the word of God. But when Peter arrived back in Jerusalem, the Jewish believers criticized him. You entered the home of Gentiles and even ate with them, they said. But Peter told them exactly what had happened. I was in the town of Joppa, he said, and while I was praying, I went into a trance and I saw a vision. Something like a large sheet was let down by its four corners from the sky and it came right down to me. When I looked inside the sheet, I saw all sorts of tame and wild animals, reptiles and birds. And I heard a voice say, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. No, Lord, I replied. I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But the voice from heaven spoke again. Do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. This happened three times before the sheet and all it contained was pulled back up to heaven. Just then, three men who had been sent from Caesarea arrived at the house where we were staying. The Holy Spirit told me to go with them and not to worry that they were Gentiles. These six brothers here accompanied me, and we soon entered the home of the man who had sent for us. He told us how an angel had appeared to him in his home and had told him, send messengers to Joppa and summon a man named Simon Peter. He will tell you how you and everyone in your household can be saved. As I began to speak, Peter continued, The Holy Spirit fell on them just as he fell on us at the beginning. Then I thought of the Lord's words when he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And since God gave these Gentiles the same gift he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to stand in God's way? When the others heard this, they stopped objecting and began praising God. They said, We see that God has also given the Gentiles the privilege of repenting of their sins and receiving eternal life. Meanwhile, the believers who had been scattered during the persecution after Stephen's death traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch of Syria. They preached the word of God, but only to Jews. However, Some of the believers who went to Antioch from Cyprus and Cyrene began preaching to the Gentiles about the Lord Jesus. The power of the Lord was with them, and a large number of these Gentiles believed and turned to the Lord. When the church at Jerusalem heard what had happened, they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the evidence of God's blessing, he was filled with joy and he encouraged the believers to stay true to the Lord. 
Barnabas was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and strong in faith. And many people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went on to Tarsus to look for Saul. When he found him, he brought him back to Antioch. Both of them stayed there with the church for a full year, teaching large crowds of people. It was at Antioch that the believers were first called Christians. During this time, some prophets traveled from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up in one of the meetings and predicted by the Spirit that a great famine was coming upon the entire Roman world. This was fulfilled during the reign of Claudius. So the believers in Antioch decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. This they did, entrusting their gifts to Barnabas and Saul to take to the elders of the church in Jerusalem. Commentary and Life Application A Gentile was anyone who was not a Jew. Most Jewish believers thought that God offered salvation only to Jews, because God had given his law to them. A group in Jerusalem believed that Gentiles could be saved, but only if they followed all the Jewish laws and traditions, in essence if they first became Jews before becoming Christians. But both groups were mistaken. When Peter brought the news of Cornelius' conversion back to Jerusalem, the believers were shocked that Peter had eaten with Gentiles. After they heard the whole story, however, they praised God. Their reactions teach us how to handle disagreements with other Christians. Before judging the behavior of fellow believers, it's important to hear them out. The Holy Spirit may have something important to teach us through them. God had promised throughout Scripture that he would reach the nations. This began with his general promise to Abraham and became very specific in Malachi's statement, which is, but my name is honored by people of other nations from morning till night, Malachi 1.11. But this was an extremely difficult truth for the Jews. The Jewish believers understood how certain prophecies were fulfilled in Christ, but they overlooked other Old Testament teachings. Too often, we are inclined to accept only part of God's word that appeal to us and support our own agendas, ignoring the teachings we don't like. But we must accept all of God's word as absolute truth. Peter's defense for eating with Gentiles was simple. He brought six witnesses with him to back him up. And then he quoted Jesus' promise about the coming of the Holy Spirit. These Gentiles' lives have been changed that was all the evidence Peter and the other believers needed. Changed lives are an equally powerful evidence today. Jesus demonstrated clearly that he and his message were for all people. He had preached in Samaria, in the region of Gerasenes, populated by Greeks. And he even had reached out to Romans. The apostles shouldn't have been surprised that they were called to do the same. The intellectual questions ended and the theological discussions stopped with the report that God had given the Holy Spirit to the Gentiles. This was a turning point for the early church. 
They had to accept those whom God had chosen, even if they were Gentiles. But joy over the conversion of Gentiles was not unanimous. This continued to be a struggle for some Jewish Christians throughout the first century. In Antioch, Christianity was launched on its worldwide mission, and there the believers aggressively preached to the Gentiles, who were non-Jews that did not at the time worship God. Philip had preached in Samaria, but the Samaritans were part Jewish. Peter had preached to Cornelius, but he already worshiped God. Believers who were scattered after the outbreak of persecution in Jerusalem spread the good news to other Jews in the lands they fled to. The seeds of this missionary work had been sown after Stephen's death. At this time, the believers began actively sharing the good news with the Gentiles. With the exception of Jerusalem, Antioch of Syria played a more important role in the early church than any other city. After Rome and Alexandria, Antioch was the largest city in the Roman world. In Antioch, the first Gentile church was founded, and there the believers were first called Christians. Paul used the city as his home base during his missionary journeys. Antioch was a center of worship for several pagan cults that promoted sexual immorality and other forms of evil common to the pagan religions. It was also a vital commercial center, the gateway to the Eastern world. Antioch was a key city both to Rome and to the early church. Barnabas presented a wonderful example of how to help new Christians. He demonstrated strong faith. He ministered joyfully with kindness and encouragement. He taught new believers further lessons about God. Saul had been sent to his home in Tarsus for protection after his conversion had caused an uproar among the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. He stayed there for several years before Barnabas brought him to help the church at Antioch. The church at Antioch was a curious mixture of Jews who spoke Greek and Aramaic and Gentiles. It is significant that this is the first place where the believers were called Christians or, quote-unquote, Christ ones, because all they had in common was Christ, not race, not culture, not even language. Christ's love crosses all boundaries and unites all people. Barnabas and Saul stayed at Antioch for a full year, teaching the new believers. They could have left for other cities, but they saw the importance of follow-up and training. Have you helped someone believe in Christ? Have you spent time teaching and encouraging that person? Or are you a new believer? Remember, you are just beginning your Christian life and your faith needs to grow and mature through consistent Bible study and teaching. So we see here in chapter 11, people of all culture, of all race, of different language are being united by one, Jesus. And their lives are changing. They're giving to the poor. They're helping other believers. They're coming together, learning and studying the word. And that is the common thing happening today. And that is why it's so important that if you have a home or you have the ability to share the gospel, if you know the word, it's important that we gather with other believers, especially new believers, and help them to study and know the word of God. And that is what we're doing here. We're making sure that everyone has access to the word and to community. Thank you so much for being a part of it. If you would like to share, 
please do on every social platform that you have. We're going to continue reading through the Bible throughout the year, Bible studies, conversations with friends, edifying through kingdom connections. If you would like to sow a seed into this podcast, I left my Venmo in the description below. And I know how crucial it is to get in our daily reading and daily study. So I thank you that you're choosing to come on here and do it together with me. Thank you guys for being here. And I will meet you again tomorrow for Acts chapter 12.